This is Conquering Columbus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Conquering Columbus podcast. If you're new here and uh, don't know what's going on with this show, on this show, we interview all kinds of people doing incredible things in business, entrepreneurship, science, medicine, athletics, and more. And everyone who comes on this show either has some type of tie to Columbus or they live right here in our great city. And today on the show, we're talking with Esther Salata, founder of Benisafe Solutions, where they sell and manufacture eco-friendly plant-based insect repellent, which is safe for families, pets, and the environment. During the episode, we start out talking with Esther about how she got involved in conservation ecology, which was instrumental to the founding of Benisafe Solutions. I went to grad school because I wanted to research more and I studied forest ecology. So I was in Michigan forest studying the effect of invasive species on native tree seedlings. And then I had an internship with the botanical gardens in Michigan and it was in environmental education. And I absolutely loved it. And from that point on, I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to talk to the public about the environment and teach them about why it's important to conserve it. Later, we talk about how the idea for Benisafe Solutions came to be as a result of looking at all the usual places for pest control products that would be safe for their dog, Benny. We saw a lot of products that, you know, treat your yard, but we were looking at the ingredients and we didn't feel comfortable applying them on our yard. When we know our dog eats the grass, rolls in the grass. My husband's a chemist. I'm an environmental scientist, as you guys know. So we're kind of aware of what we should be putting around our house. Then we went to Amazon. We found some products and then started looking at the ingredients. We found that the products that we ordered on Amazon were a little expensive, between $35 to $40. But when we looked at the ingredients and did more research, we said, hey, we can make something like this. There are not a lot of products like this in the market. So the the idea of Benisafe is basically us trying to find a solution to keep our dog, Benny, safe. As we wrap up the show, we talk with Esther about launching this type of product and any advice she might have for people thinking about starting a product or company of their own. The first thing we did when we had this idea was talk to people in our circle who started a business or were successful in that business too. So we talked to them about the idea and immediately they were like, you have to do this. I didn't start the business until after I was laid off from the job. My advice would be, you know, if it is an idea, talk to someone about it. Talk to many people about it if you don't feel certain about that one person. And if they say, you know, we do think that there's a need for this product, do it. Josh and I had a ton of fun talking with Esther. Thanks so much for tuning in to Conquering Columbus. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Conquering Columbus podcast. This is your co-host, Mike, here. We got Josh in the booth today, drinking the liquid death. What's going on, Josh? We don't mention their name because they don't pay us. So we got to cut that out at the beginning of the episode. I only <laughs> I only mention brand names where we get paid. Really? And when when did this Which isn't roll? many brands, just to be <laughs> let the Maybe curtain Maybe we can ask them to pay us for that. Yeah, I, we, I mean, we can definitely try. I think you should try. Today's good though, dude. You didn't ask me, but I fear that's where we're going next. No, no. And we were talking earlier about... Uh, BMIs because you're on a diet. Everybody, yeah. you guys should make yourself accountable to our listener base as well. I, I can do that. I already made myself accountable to my company. I'll make myself accountable to the listener base. So what Josh is referencing is that I stepped on a scale on Sunday for the first time in a long time. And uh, well, I wrestled 125 in college and uh, typically walked around around 145 to 150. When I got on the scale, it said 168. So I thought it was broken. So I stood off of it, got on again. Still said 168. I said, that can't be right. I called Shannon in and said, hey, can you step on the scale? Does that look good to you? And she's like, yeah, that's right. And so here we are. Three days later, I am now on a diet plan. 
and planning to lose a pound a week for the next uh, 23 weeks to get back down to fighting weight. In your defense, you do have a larger head than most people. So I do. it's like, I do. So, so maybe you know, not, got, maybe, maybe, maybe don't go back down a little bit well, since college. It's definitely not knowledge. Maybe don't go back down to 125. But like what, one, one 145? 145 is the goal. Oh, man. Wrote it, it on a big piece of paper and taped it to my mirror. Wow, then so. it's not going to miss it now. That's right. All right, introduce so, our guest. Now, Here we with go. that. With you, that. Now, now, every episode moving forward, you have to announce what your weight now is. The weight. Today, today, you're on 168. Sundays are weigh-in day. Okay, so, so today you're 168. All right, 168. Next time we'll announce. But with that intro, I hope you go upwards. I want to get to the intro, but I really hope that you keep going higher. <laughs> no, it's not you have to happen. be honest. You have to be honest. I will be honest. Okay. I'll introduce send you. The, I'll send you the picture. Well, don't do that. But okay. Introduce the guest. All right. Well, our guest for today is Esther Salata, and Esther is the founder of Benisafe Solutions. Uh, Benisafe Solutions LLC manufactures, produces, and sells eco-friendly plant-based insect repellents without harsh chemicals, making them safe for families, pets, and the environment. Their goal is to create products that are in line with their values and minimize the impact on the environment and the planet. Prior to founding Benisafe Solutions, Esther spent time as an environmental education specialist for the Bureau, that's a weird word, Bureau of State Parks and PA. And we're excited to have Esther on to learn more about Benisafe Solutions and her entrepreneurial journey. Welcome to Conquering Columbus, Esther. Hey, thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us and uh, hope you've been having a good week so far. One of the first places we typically just like to start is... Uh, Learn a little bit more about you, your background, kind of how we got to where we are today and, and really as far back as, hey, did you always grow up in Columbus? Yeah, that's a great question. I kind of have a long story. So actually in 1998, my family immigrated to the U.S. from India and um, we originally lived in Michigan and in 2000, we moved to Cleveland, Ohio. My parents are still in Cleveland. I grew up in Brecksville, mm -hmm. um, went to schools there and from a young age, I was always passionate about the environment, sustainability. I took part in Girl Scouts. And I also was in clubs in school, like the recycling club or the environmental club. So I knew I wanted to start a career in that field. And I went to college at John Carroll University in Cleveland. And I studied environmental science and biology. And um, it was re a really great experience. During that time, I went to Hawaii to do research on blue-green blue algae. And I also did research on invasive plants in Ohio forests. So that was really exciting. I knew I wanted to continue studying the environment and ecology. Mm -hmm. So I then went to the University of Michigan and I studied conservation ecology. Do you guys know what that is? Conservation no ecology. So I could take a stab <laughs> at it. Uh, but it sounds like, well, first off, conservation, right? So are we talking conservation of endangered species? Or are we talking conservation of well, isn't other? He, isn't ecology plants? So it's the conservation of plants? Ecology is not quite plants, no. But this is interesting hearing what people think of environmental science that are outside of the field. Mm -hmm. So conservation is kind of like preserving our natural resources. Mm -hmm. So it's not just endangered species. It's anything in nature. Um, and then ecology is a study of the interaction be between plants, animals, and their environment. Mm -hmm. Like an ecosystem. Oh, you knew that already, though. Mike, I was right? getting. I was going to go. <laughs> I was a biology major in college. Oh, okay. So you got that. Are, what you weren't a biology or science major? No, nothing with allergy. I was uh, theoretical math, which he can has tell zero you, applicability to he the can real tell world. You <laughs> all about imaginary numbers and you know theoretical stuff, but you know stuff like this that you know real world stuff. 
No, no. What What is an invasive plant? Though, so that's a great question. Ooh. I'll let you answer. I like that because I, I have my thoughts, Uh-oh. but I won't. Talk okay. About <laughs> so an invasive plant is a plant that is not naturally in that environment. An example is multiflora rose, which is found in a lot of forests around here. So it has the ability to propagate. So, you know, reproduce at a faster rate than the species that were already there. And it also chokes out other plants that have been there for a long time. So that changes the whole ecosystem because there are animals that rely on shrubs that grow in the forest, but the shrubs can't grow anymore because the certain species is choking them out. So that changes it on the next level, which is the animal level, changes it on all those mm-hmm. trophic levels, which I can go into that too, if you want to learn about that. But this is not a ecology lesson. Does that clear up your... Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I went to South Africa uh, last year around this time, I think. And they were talking about, I'll mispronounce it, but I'll try. It's like the Flemenbosch or something Bosch. Like it's it's in Stellenbosch, but they call the land as a, has a certain name to it. But anyways, they, what they're talking about is a certain version of tree has started to take over the ecosystem okay. below Table Mountain. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, it's doing everything like you just said. It's ruining their soil. And then it's changing the way that other plants are there. And it's changing the animals that can survive there. And I thought it was interesting. He was, and the person was very passionate about it. And they were like very frustrated about it because I think it was like European settlers had brought it over there hundreds of years ago or whatever it was. But it's interesting for me to think about. And I'm curious to hear someone's European. I know it's not what this whole podcast is about, but it's an interesting <laughs> topic. Yeah. It's like if humans brought it there, I mean, we screw up a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like then it's natural at that point, right? So how, how mm. bad... Is it? Is it just the evolution of life? Like I'm sure thousands of years ago, cavemen were bringing dumb stuff, dumb places, you know? Yeah, I think <laughs> um, the main concern now is the rate at which things are are spreading because of globalization. Like think about the emerald ash borer that has wiped out all the ash trees in Ohio, Michigan, mm-hmm. those kinds of places. So yeah, the cavemen probably did spread seeds here and there, but how much of an impact it had on the environment at that time I don't think it was as drastic or as as bad for the environment as these things are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you also have like not just invasive plants, but also, you know, invasive animal species like the, the emerald ash borer. Or have you ever seen the videos of all those carp jumping out of the, the water in Michigan and like other areas where they have like just thousands of these carp and they're just jumping everywhere. Like those carp eat everything. A good example is like, like in, in the case of those plants, right? It kills off the plants, then the mice die off, then the deer or the things that hunt the mice die off and then everything like bad stuff happens all around the board. So we're studying evasive plants in Hawaii. No, I studied blue-green algae. Blue-green algae in Hawaii. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you came back here, you did grad school or is that during grad school? And then I went to grad school because I wanted to research more and I studied forest ecology. Mm -hmm. So I was in Michigan forest studying um, the effect of invasive species on native tree seedlings. And then I had an internship with the botanical gardens in Michigan and it was in environmental education. And I absolutely loved it. And from that point on, I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to talk to the public about the environment and teach them on about why it's important to conserve it. How do you get from there to founding your own company? So there are a couple more steps in the process. So as soon as I finished grad school, I actually got my first job at the National Park Service. I was an interpretive ranger. First season, I worked at the Cleveland Metro Parks for a couple seasons. What does an interpretive ranger do? So uh, so there are two types of park rangers. There's a park ranger, which carries a weapon and is trained to, you know, be a law enforcement ranger. And that's like a park ranger. 
law enforcement. And then you have interpretive park ranger, which works with the public to educate them on the park, the history of the park and the natural resources. Very cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to keep no, interrupting. There, so, there are no, lots I of tangents. Are we living up to your expectations yet? Yes, so far so good. Keep it up, guys. So then I worked at the Cleveland Museum of Natural History at the same time. And then in 2017, I got married and moved to Allentown, Pennsylvania. Have you guys ever been there or heard of Allentown? Mm -hmm. I know where Pennsylvania is. (laughs) Do you? Well, (laughs) I got a good guess. That is funny. You have heard heard of Allentown, Mike. Have you been there? I have not been there, but we've had several, we have several clients in the area and I'm aware of kind of the area. I just don't know much about what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. So it is East coast. It's closer to New Jersey. So about 25 minutes from New Jersey. So went to Allentown due to my husband's job and could not find a job in the environmental field. So I ended up getting a job as a, in workforce development. That is like helping people find jobs, networking with businesses. And it was a really great experience to develop professionally. However, because of COVID, October 2020, I was laid off. November 2020, I started Benesafe and then later got the parks job with the um, PADCNR as an environmental education specialist while running Benesafe full time. So that's a little of my background. It's a lot but I did it. <laughs> so how do you go from your background, your education, your workforce development yeah. to I'm going to start a company that designs insect repellents? Yeah, that is a great question. And it all started with my deep resentment of mosquitoes in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, but the summer of 2020, we were spending a lot of time outside due to COVID. We didn't, I think at that point, like we weren't even allowed to be in groups inside And we were in the backyard and I was always getting bit up. And so I would be wearing long sleeves, long pants, and it would be 90 degrees outside, but I'd still get bites on my toes and my fingers, anywhere the mosquitoes could get me. So it was really frustrating for us and our friends that would come over. So we decided to, well, we were using candles and repellents ourselves, as well as thermocells. Do you guys use those ever? What is this, thermocell? So thermocell is- I'm learning so much. We're going to, basically, she's <laughs> anything like, she mentions, she's going to explain yeah. to us from here on out. I'm looking at their body language and I'm like, I should probably explain this to them, but okay. Um, a thermocell is like this little contraption that releases this gas that keeps mosquitoes away from you. And it keeps it away within the radius of where you're standing, which is hard for me because I'm always up and about and running around with the dogs, those kinds of things. So that wasn't doing the job that we needed it to do. So the next step was like, let's treat our entire yard for mosquitoes so we don't have this problem. And when you are looking for a product like this, where would you go first? Home Depot, Amazon. Yeah, Home Depot. I'm going to Home Depot. Yeah, Home Depot and Lowe's. So we went to both of those. We saw a lot of products that, you know, treat your yard, but we were looking at the ingredients and we didn't feel comfortable applying them on our yard. When we know our dog eats the grass, rolls in the grass. My husband's a chemist. I'm an environmental scientist, as you guys know. So we're kind of aware of what we should be putting around our house. Then we went to, you guys said already, Amazon. And on Amazon, we found some products, ordered a bunch of them, and then started looking at the ingredients. We found that the products that we ordered on Amazon were a little expensive, between $35 to $40. But when we looked at the ingredients and did more research, we said, hey, we can make something like this. There are not a lot of products like this in the market. So the 
The idea of Benisafe is basically us trying to find a solution to keep our dog Benny safe. Yeah, I so just saw ben Benny on the on the bottle, and I realized where you were going as soon as I Isn't saw. Isn't he dog. like the cutest thing you've ever seen? Very cute, some type of terrier. Yeah, so he's a Schnauzer mix. He's actually a rescue from Puerto Rico. There you so go. we don't really know what exactly he is, but a lot of people think rescue dogs. Sh- people, yeah. there are a lot of dogs that uh, don't have any homes. Go. We're going to your on another tangent, and <laughs> I didn't know where this was Sorry. going. I'm big on rescue dogs, so there's plenty of dogs that could use some families. So don't go buy a puppy from the puppy mill. By a rescue dog. I didn't rescue my dog, but sometimes I feel like people should rescue us from my dog. So I feel like it's kind of, a, kind of a fair <laughs> statement. She's got a little bit of a psycho. Well, for um, us, we do have a component of our business where we're raising funds for different rescues. Um, the one we're raising funds for during the online checkout process is Mercy for Satos, which is the rescue that got Benny and his siblings from the streets of Puerto Rico flew him to Florida, drove him from Florida to New Jersey, then to Allentown. So yeah, we're all about it too. Sorry, now that I've sidetracked us, uh, <laughs> where were we at? What I was going to say though, I've never been around like any type of mosquito repellent or mosquito repelling device and been like, this feels like it's definitely good for me. If you, like, I, <laughs> I, I tolerate with the fact that I know my innards are being poisoned because I hate mosquitoes so much and I get eaten alive. But it's like, you can just tell it's it's acid for your body. It's like so bad. Yeah, especially like with the warning labels mm. on some of these products. It's just, it's crazy that they're being sold and people buy them. But people are just so fed up with mosquitoes, fleas, and ticks are terrible too. I've never had a tick, thankfully. No, you haven't? Mm-hmm. It's uh-uh. like the worst feeling ever when you get like a little creepy crawly behind I, your ear or something. Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've had ticks on me. I've never been bitten by a yeah, tick. Same. But it is not fun when you realize you got a tick on you. Because you get paranoid yeah. for like days. Like- <laughs> so, and I'm looking at the ingredients now too. If I can ask, I'm curious what the- Ingredients are on the front, yeah. Inert ingredients means. So the four ingredients are, I thought you were going to read that for me. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cedarwood oh, yeah. oil. We got cedarwood oil, citronella oil, my favorite type go. of oil. Let's see how Josh sodium says this one. laurel sulfate, my favorite type oh, of sulfate. Oh, Plant-derived sodium laurel sulfate, by the way. What is it? Plant-derived means it comes from plants. That's great. I like that, actually. And then inert ingredients. So inert ingredients is DI water. People don't write the water on the label for ingredients. It actually has, you know, right underneath that, Josh, if you keep reading, it says water in parentheses, the little arrow pointing up at it. Ooh. Well, that was that was confusing to me because I was like, <laughs> well, of course they added water to this. I mean, I thought, yeah, anyways. So yeah. <laughs> so four major ingredients. So you four think- simple ingredients. Yeah. And so there's two components to this that are interesting. There are a lot of them, but I guess two that stick out to me right now. It's like, one, do we think we can pull this off and really stop mosquitoes with these ingredients? Two, how in the world do you go about the packaging and the manufacturing and then the working capital to get a bunch of inventory and then distribution? So how do you start to actually put the company together? Yeah. So what we did was a lot of research. The EPA has a ton of good papers published on essential oils that work to kill, repel, and prevent fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. So we did a lot of research on that and also research on the products on the market and see what they were using as well. Cedarwood oil is the number one ingredient that does those things, kills, repels, fleas, ticks, and mosquitoes. So we said, okay, we definitely wanted that cedarwood oil component. We also included citronella oil because people know that it does have a great repellent property for mosquitoes. That's when we came up with those two ingredients in terms of creating like the proportions of each. It was a test. 
So we are mixing, we mix ourselves and it's like, what mixture made the best solution? And then you tested it on your lawn to see if it worked. But we knew it would work also because of the research that was out there and because we made our ingredients different from other companies in terms of increasing the amount of cedarwood oil, which is that potent essential oil. And we don't have any fillers in our product either. There's no soybean oil or anything else that is mixed in there to dilute it. So it's a very concentrated solution. And you attach it to your hose, by the way, hmm. and spray your yard. Okay. It's a DIY spray. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like you could drink this stuff and it would, I mean, it probably wouldn't feel great. No, I would not, not recommend. Gonna, so, it's not going to kill you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't test it out today or ever. All the ingredients in there are considered, you know, low in toxicity. So that means if you spray it and your dog rolls in the grass or eats the grass, your dog's not going to die. If you spray it and you have chickens in your yard, it won't affect the birds. It won't affect bees either. Cedarwood oil does not affect bees. Big one. And if you live by a lake and you're spraying and after it rains, where does where does the solution go into the lake? It's not going to affect fish either. So this is a low risk pesticide, which means it's low in toxicity. What but don't it? drink it. What is For the record. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I just want to know if I could. What is a cedarwood though? And what is citronella? Is citronella like a flower? Is that another plant? So cedarwood is from a tree that is a juniper tree. So it's like a pine needle kind of tree. And so they extract the oils from the seeds of the tree. And you are getting me like to go into very detail. Okay. And then citronella is actually, you know how people have citronella plants in their yard? Mm -hmm. So that's not citronella. Citronella okay. is actually a grass. It's a type of um, lemongrass. Okay. So they extract the oil from mm -hmm. that too. Okay, cool. That's and, all the technical questions okay, I have. Okay, I was going to say, I don't know how to explain today. more. I've heard the process. My husband can, my husband can explain that. So, oh, your second question. Oh, yeah. You had like three. I forgot. Okay, so the next question was like, how did you actually produce the product and come up with the label and everything? Yeah. So that was the toughest part of this whole thing is procurement. Creating the product, ordering everything. It, it's very difficult to start a business and order a thousand units of something. Most of the companies out there, the minimum order is like 15,000 units. So we, we managed to get a small amount of bottles and the sprayer tops come from a different company that makes them. So yeah, we did that all ourselves and made a lot of calls and got that done. And then with the label is the EPA has a lot of regulations on how you need to create your label. So everything on there, the instructions, the ingredients, everything you see on the label is highly regulated. So that's how we kind of came up with what to put on there. And between you and your husband, I mean, you pretty much are like the perfect product team because you're the knowledge behind it and he's the chemist that can kind of whip it all together. And so it makes sense that the product sourcing and all the logistics behind that were, were a bit challenging. But now that you're able to get all that together mm -hmm. and then you have the product and you you have it presentable, how do you think about selling it? Yeah, that's a great question. So that's a tough part, right? How do you sell this product and convince people to try it? Of course, you start with family and friends first and, and then it grows from there. So in Allentown, we launched the product May of 2021 and just launched it online. That was our first goal is just to sell online. And then from there, we were like, let's get into local retailers. And we got into nine local retailers between May and July. 
So that was really successful. We said, okay, let's go this other route and selling our product. And then the next avenue we just happened to come upon was creating a new product that was a concentrate for landscape companies. Because a lot of landscape companies do pest control and customers are asking for natural pest control solutions. So we created a product for this one landscape company that wanted to try our product and they loved it. They loved it mostly because of the smell too. Mm -hmm. It's a very pleasant smell. And then, yeah, like I said, by July we were in those stores, but August we moved to Columbus and started all over. So we're working on, on getting out there. Why the move? My husband got a job here. I'm like, no more moves, please. I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So starting over in a new region, new area, Mm -hmm. right? What are you doing different this time? That's a great question. I mean, when I was in Allentown, I kind of didn't know what I was doing in terms of how to approach businesses and how to pitch to people the idea. And so I think I'm just more used to it now. And I kind of have a way of doing it that is is better than in Allentown, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing where we go here in Columbus. Do you want to continue to, you know, do you see, I guess right now, right? Probably hard to envision this far, you know, in the future, but, mm-hmm. you know, do you see or feel that you'll have more success going the route of selling to say companies like those landscaping companies or trying to go directly to individuals? So I think we'll see more success, not with our online sales, Mm -hmm. but with retailers and landscape companies, as well as we've seen success now. We were just at the Home and Garden Expo Mm -hmm. and we were with thousands of people and they were all people that had never heard of Benisafe before. And we almost sold out of all of our product that we brought there. So I think getting that introduction into the Columbus market and seeing how well it's perceived is a good, a good thing. Absolutely. Um, are there like gardening influencers? Is that a thing? I was say it's a super interesting space because this is like what I've been studying for the last six months for the company, software company that I work for right now. So the whole ecosystem of a CPG product and like how all the different pieces fit together. It's very intriguing. And it's like, a, it's probably one of the hardest places to build a business in and to actually get a product to work that I've ever looked at from a business perspective. It's just, it's like, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of stakeholders. You got to worry about distributors. And then you're like, you're trying to push the product on the shelf, but you're trying to create pull off the shelf. And then you do have people who will be influencers, but they're extremely expensive. And so it's a tough world. Yeah. I mean, we're at the point right now where we're kind of using as many free resources as possible. Um, I have looked into the influencer realm, but haven't made too much traction yet. But I think, you know, just networking and meeting these business owners and and being a part of the community is really important to us. And, And because we are doing the production, you know, the manufacturing production, sales, everything, the distribution ourselves, we're we're able to kind of scale back based on what we could do too. What about goals moving forward? Like when will you bring on additional employees? You already have additional employees. So to start off the business, we had two 1099 employees that helped us with the website, graphic Mm -hmm. designs, all that stuff, creating the label. Right now, it's just my husband and I, I mean, we don't have a salary for ourselves, of course. And then, um, yeah, down the line, that's the goal of our business is to, you know, create a sustainable business that Mm -hmm. will be profitable, but also have a positive impact on the community here in Columbus. Our sponsor is Waveform Music Group. Andy and Carlin have been working with us to take the production of Conquering Columbus to the next level. And Josh and I cannot be happier with the results. 
Outside of podcast production, Andy and Carlin are experts in songwriting, music production, and sonic branding for companies of all sizes. And to learn more about them, head to their website, createwaveforms.com. That is createwaveforms.com and tell them Conquering Columbus sent you. As you look ahead, what do you think the biggest challenges will be? So as we look ahead, I think it's just getting to know the Columbus area. But I think the biggest challenge would be is how do you expand your business, right? Mm -hmm. Getting that name recognition. I think that's something we'll continue to face a challenge with until, you know, we get on a national level, I think. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you. Makes a lot of sense. So what's, uh, what's your favorite place in Columbus so far? So as I said, I worked at parks. So I really like going to Rocky Fork Park. And also, have you guys been to the Hoover Dam? Yeah. The nature walk there? I have uh, have not done the nature walk, but I have played disc golf there. Oh, okay. Yeah. We see a lot of people playing disc golf, but at the nature walk, there's actually, at the end of it, there's a a beach. It's like a private beach. I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast because now blocks of people are going to go there. But no, it's it's like fantastic in the summer. You could bring your beach chairs and just hang out and and there are waves and stuff like that. So you're like a you're at a beach kind of very in cool. Columbus. Very cool. And where is where is Salty Fork? What is that? What are the ones? Rocky you Fork. Rocky, Rocky Fork. New Albany. Yeah. It's a dog park and also has like a small trail. I like to take the dog. Are there. you guys in New Albany area then? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Me too. Oh I'm okay. off uh, I'm over by the the barn, like three minutes east of the barn. Is the barn a restaurant? Yes. Okay. I highly recommend. If you haven't been, we are off of Lee Road. Unless you're vegan. If you're vegan, I'm not vegan. I don't recommend. <laughs> no. But the barn at Rocky Fork Creek is, uh, okay. it's uh, off of 62, like um, in Morse Road, where Morse Road meets, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting into directions. <laughs> you can here start naming roads in Allentown, which he thinks he knows so well if you want to make him feel insecure. It's like, oh, right over there off of 32 and 27. <laughs> you know? No, no. I'm just, it takes me a while to get to know an area. I know Morse Road. So, from there, I think that's a good place to kind of head towards some of our last questions mm-hmm. of the show, Esther. And uh, one of them is, hey, you're doing your thing, right? Starting your own business. It's early, but you still made the leap. Do you have any advice for people that are considering that, that are thinking about making that jump? Yeah, I say, you know, the first thing we did when we had this idea of a natural pest control spray was talk to people in our circle who started a business or were we're successful in that business too. So we talked to them about the idea and immediately they were like, you have to do this. And we were like, oh, you know, I didn't start the business until after I was laid off from the job. Mm-hmm. My advice would be, you know, if it is an idea, talk to someone about it, talk to many people about it if you don't feel certain about that one person. And if they say, you know, we do think that there's a need for this product, do it. There was a need for a product like this. And and we saw that with our struggle to find a natural product. And that's why we created it. Awesome. And our last question of the show, yes. Esther, centered around the theme here on Conquer yeah. and Columbus, live uncomfortably. And sounds like you're, you're on the ball on this one. So without telling you too much about why uh, <laughs> we chose that particular phrase, what do you think of when you hear it? Um, How does it apply to your life? Am career? I on the ball already? Because I look very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> no, no, you were, you seemed, you seemed excited for the question. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think that in order to be successful, you do need to live your life uncomfortably. I know no one in my family or friend group that has started a business like this. You know, I always tell people, go to an event where you don't know anyone and meet new people. Speak in front of a crowd if that scares you. Do things, you know, take risks that make you uncomfortable because that's the only way you're going to change yourself is if if you challenge yourself. I live uncomfortable every day and you should too. 
Love it. Esther, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a great time talking with you. Thanks for having me. You guys are great. And I'm really excited to hang out sometime. Thanks so much for talking to us. We really appreciate you joining. Hey, thanks for having me. And thanks for your time today. I'm really excited to be a part of this now community. And Conquerors, thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed that episode and well, first off, if you want to learn a little more about Benisafe Solutions, then you can check out BenisafeSolutions.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook. I also want to add that if you do go to a retailer that you think would like to sell this product or you would see you would like to see this product on their shelves, let them know about us. We'd love to connect with them and we'd love to connect with you too. And that's Benisafe, B-E-N-E-S-A-F-E. So check them out. And if you enjoyed this episode, you want to hear more interviews just like it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you are listening on. You will get interviews just like this one posted every week. Uh, Appreciate so much your support. We'll talk to you next week.